Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and whatever I was going to say about this week, the one thing I will say is that it's been full. Um, From a working perspective, it seems to have been crazy, crazy busy and in terms of what's been going on with the world, then there's just been a lot of stuff Um, and there's a lot to reflect on and there has been a lot to reflect on and I guess the best place or the best thing to do is to just literally get started. So let's have a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. Okay, so here's one for you. Cryptocurrency. So I guess you've all heard of Bitcoin and I've tried three or four times to understand Bitcoin and every single time I think I kind of get it. But in reality, I don't really get it, if I'm being honest. Um, it's a, it's one of those things that I've... It's it's like blockchain. I've not managed to get my head around blockchain, even though I've tried blockchain a couple of times. So Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I, I'm struggling with. Though on the back of a recommendation from um, Christian Payne, I've mentioned Christian before, uh, goes under the uh, under the, the guise of documentally... He he mentioned something in one of his newsletters um, in the back end of last year. So I opened a an account with a company called Wirex, and the idea was that you uh, you use it to to buy a variety of currencies, but you can also use it as a as a debit card. And and every time you use this card, then it um, it effectively gives you kickback in in cryptocurrency. Um, and the thing with cryptocurrency and the thing with bitcoin seems to be as far as i can tell that um they the the way these things gain traction is by having amounts of this currency out in the field and it being traded and being used i still don't get it because it's not a physical thing and it doesn't involve the banking system and it its whole its whole thing seems to be the fact that it's it's effectively it's decentralized and and in that case it's it's really really secure is is what I'm being told. But I really just I just don't understand it. So I thought, well, if I open this Wirex account, it'll make me try and understand how it works. And of course, it arrived, and I did nothing with it. So I had this 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 Wirex card, and it's been sat on on the uh, on the desk since it arrived before Christmas. And I happened to be talking to Christian this week, and I said to him, "Oh, I opened a Wirex card, and I haven't got a, I haven't got the first clue what to do with it." Uh, on your recommendation, I thought I'd use it as a learning curve. I've made absolutely no progress whatsoever. And and we got talking, and on the back of that, I've ended up opening a different account with a different company. Um, but ultimately, the one thing I do know is there seems to be a huge groundswell with regard to cryptocurrency. And I'm starting to see a lot of mainstream reports about people saying that cryptocurrency has to be part of your investment portfolio. And I got chatting to somebody last year about shares and a friend of mine had been doing bits of dabbling in shares and, and, and had done quite well and not risking any enormous amounts of money. But he'd he'd he, you know, he'd actually managed to he'd, he'd gained an interest in it, got a lot of knowledge and was, you know, and, and, and was talking in the thousands, not in the tens of thousands, but in the thousands. At which point I'd kind of thought to myself, oh, shall I shall I maybe have a look in shares a little bit? So I've got shares here and I've got crypto there and I'm trying to understand them both. And I kind of want to dabble, but I just don't get it. And it's going to be like my previous, because I, I, I had a go at gambling um, and... Um, uh, 
my wife and I decided we needed a joint activity. We needed something, you know, because we, we needed something to do together. And we agreed that gambling was the way forward. So what we did was we we opened one of the a Sky Bet account or whatever, one of the ones where you, you, you know, you deposit a five and they give you a load of stuff for free. And we started doing um, accumulators for the football. Because we figured we knew nothing about racing, nothing about dogs, nothing about this kind of thing. But we did have a reasonable idea about um, about what was at that time championship football. So what we would do is we would pick five or six games and we'd predict the result in just in terms of, of, of win, lose or draw. And you'd put 50 pence or a pound on. And, you know, and, and depending on what numbers in the accumulator came up, then then you might end up with 10, 15, 20 quid. And to be fair, it actually we lost interest before. In fact, I still think there's some money kicking around in that account because what what happened was we, you know, we we had a good first or second week. And before we knew it, we had 30, 40 quid in the account. And I think we drew out the 20 quid. That we'd, uh, we'd originally, you know, we'd originally put down as stake money, and then we 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 carried on with the other until, in reality, we got bored. So I'm not very good at this kind of thing, but I kind of feel like I want to understand cryptocurrency a, a, a bit more. I don't know why I feel like I should, but I just feel like I should. So I've I've taken those first steps. Um, and I've opened this second account, and it seems to be something where there is a kickback. And if I use this card, I think I'll have to deposit some money in it. But then, effectively, you put some money in it, and then you spend it. And as you spend, every time you use it, effectively, it um, you know you, it generates you some 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 kickback in cryptocurrency. So I'll keep you informed as as to how I get on with it. I am absolutely bewildered and baffled at the moment, um, but it it I, I don't know. It just seems like something I ought to know about. Tuesday. Right, all I'm going to say is it started. And um, by that I mean that I turned 50 this year. So in March I, I hit the, uh, the the milestone that is a 50th birthday. And the, that kind of thought that... I've, I've, I've read a lot that suggests that your 50s is a great decade. That actually you're free a lot of, of a lot of the burdens that you you carry in your 40s to do with work and to do with you know bringing up a family and all those kind of things and suddenly you are more energized in your 50s. Um, probably because you're at the point where you've nothing to prove anymore and you're quite happy just to say exactly what you're thinking. But for whatever reason, you are in, you are energized by your 50s. And that this week, that's not really been the case. And there's two things about that that have um, that are reminding me that that particular milestone is fast approaching i've been getting text messages telling me that i can have a flu jab and these messages all say we're, we're messaging you because you're within the, you're between the ages of 50 and 64 and i'm not but i'm getting those messages now so i'm in that group i'm in that group that 10 years ago would have been a saga holiday group but is now a flu vaccine group saga seemed to have pushed back a little bit the the you know, when you look at the pictures of the youthful 50-year-olds that Saga go after, they're actually not. They're more like youth, youthful 65-year-olds now. They don't, They don't. you know, I'm, I'm happy to say they don't look like me. So I'm quite pleased about that, that the Saga models appear to have moved on a bit and they're targeting a later demographic. Um, but I'm getting, the, I'm getting the flu shot stuff now. That's what I seem to be getting. Um, and I think... The, um, the other thing... So, so I, I, I've been getting the text messages... But I got written to this week. I got I got a I got a physical letter saying you can have this, and it all came home when you got the letter because the letter somehow it's more official. 
than the text. The text is just a thing. You know, you wander past a BMW garage and you might get a text two seconds later saying they're doing a deal on whatever. You know, but but getting the letter, the NHS letter, then that that became a thing. So I was carrying that around. And then what's happened today is I went out for a walk with the, with the boys and I fell over. And you know that thing that people do when they get to a certain age where they say, I had a fall? Well, I had a fall. And I could... I, I could cover it up by saying, look, you know, well, there's been a lot of snow, there's been a lot of ice, you know, it's it's quite hilly around here. What I could all manner of things. I've got to tell you, it was a perfectly clear, dry pavement on a flat road. And I've caught my I've caught my my foot on the edge of the curb while I was turning around to talk to uh, to one of the boys, and I've just gone. But I've gone in slow motion. I've done that. Th- so what? now is seeming to happen to me is that where I would have stumbled and recovered, I'm not recovering now. And then I go down in this ridiculous slow motion effect. And then the next thing I'm flat on the floor. Um, And it really, really, really was. And there's something about when older people fall over, they seem to do that slow motion thing. And I did that slow motion thing today. So slow motion falling and, and the fact I'm being written to about a flu jab and it's it's happening and it's coming and it's there. Wednesday. It's CNN again. Um, I, I, I looked at my phone this evening and saw the reports of what was going on in the US Capitol and turned on... Um, turned on CNN and ended up watching CNN for quite a lot of the evening and um, I've been dipping in and out of CNN so since the election and the and, and the fact I became quite addicted to CNN for quite a while and on odd days I switch it on because I still think it's fantastic coverage and I think it's great comment I love that I love the fact that um, you know there's a freedom there to actually to, to actually pass comment which I think is I think is great Um but today it became CNN again for all the wrong reasons. Um, so, um, you know, I was I watched the pictures unfold um, in the in the way that a lot of other people will have watched the pictures unfold, and I was listening to the commentary as it was coming on, and I watched the Donald Trump video that he put out, which was truly sickening. Um, after you know, after the comments that he'd made and his family had made and Giuliani had made earlier on in the day, which obviously brought about what it what it brought about, um, and it'd be nice to switch on CNN without a, you know without it being on the back of some kind of impending doom. I suppose it wasn't that that with Biden in the end. I mean, that ended up being a good. You know that ended up being a a good result, a good a good news story in the end. But there's nothing that that's looking very good about you know what what we've been watching today. So yeah, I still I still want to say how great the coverage is, and I still want to say how um, how refreshing it is that news organisations actually call out the nonsense that they see, and and, and you know are free to do that. And I think. Probably moving forward, more organisations, even those with a more right-wing agenda in the US, will be doing that about what we saw today. But it's just—it was just for all the for all the wrong reasons, I'm afraid. Thursday, I was chatting to uh, I was chatting to a friend today, uh, Jason, who I do the 942 podcast with, and we were talking about 
Um, well, we were talking about CNN and we were talking about the coverage of uh, of the events that, that went on yesterday and obviously that continue to fold, unfold in the US. And, you know, and he sort of, he sort of said, oh, you know, there were a lot of people on CNN last night. It was, it was kind of in terms of the coverage, it was the, it was the place to be, which obviously I alluded to, um, you know, when I spoke yesterday. Um, and as we were chatting, uh, we talked a little bit about the parallels, uh, the parallels between uh, what was going on in the US and what had happened here, um, you know, sort of months ago um uh, in in the you know in in the in 2019 really so i suppose it, it was the, the you know the latter part of of 2019 and and we talked about the situation where um we had you know right wing media with press coverage of things like enemy of the people and saboteurs and those kind of things and um and, and the, the the images we saw of MPs walking in and out of the House of Parliament and being goaded by protesters on either side of the Brexit debate. I'm, I'm not going to claim it was one or the other, but just the fact that where we ended with the extremes of that particular debate and what it actually led to and, and the intimidation um, of democracy. So, as you know, as shocked as we are, as shocked as we are about what we've seen in the US, we... Well, the, there's not. It's not an enormous jump to go from where we were because it was fairly febrile in the latter stages of the the Brexit debate before the election that that brought um, you know Boris Johnson to power, um, and you had people, you know, like Nigel Farage saying, "Well, if the will of the people isn't enacted, there'll be violence on the streets," and it was those kind of comments that then you know, gave rein to people who felt that they were in a position to intimidate and who were in a position um, to threaten um, the democratic process, which is ultimately what's happening in the in the US. So in, in one breath, it's a long way away and you could look at it and go, well, let's hope that never happens here. In another breath, we, we, we kind of were nearly there. Uh, and, and I don't think the push from where we were to where the US was is 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 that I don't think it's that big a jump and that's what's worrying and scary because it's just the whole notion of of where politics is at the moment of how easily you can put yourself into that into that situation i think on both sides of the atlantic what we've done is we've 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 normalized quite extreme viewpoints so where you would have a situation where you look at some of the people that were in the Capitol building yesterday, some of the groups, so the QAnon, you know, um, theory and conspiracists, and the the you know, and the Proud Boys and and those kind of groups, those those kind of very extreme groups, they're they're now part of the Republican Party, and they're not part of the Republican Party. They're, they're nothing to do with what the Republican Party stands for. But the fact of the matter is, the Republican Party has shackled itself to to uh, Trump and in shackling itself to Trump they've effectively embraced everything that that comes with Trump and and that means that 
Trump is over somewhere there in terms of his right-wing position, but there are people who gravitate around Trump who are more extreme than he is. And those people now have become part of what is the the Republican Party. And so that's now, that's part of that unit. That's part of the 75 million people or 74 million people who voted for him is now that that now that that was never normally the case that extreme has never normally been brought in and to a certain extent that's what's happened in the UK so the fact that UKIP essentially now is part of the Conservative Party because that's that's where Boris gets the votes to get the mandate to get the election result to get the you know to get the majority that's what is now what you've got to appease and appeal to within the political process and that's how we end up to a certain extent where we are at the moment and I, and I don't I don't think the UK is that far away so I just you know I found myself having that conversation with Jason just talking about those parallels and I think it's something we need to we need to think about because one push from on from there takes you to a really dark place and history tells us that and history's shown us that so i think i think we have to look at the events this week as you know being a wake up call and start to think about those parties that have that responsibility and that have that position they need to really think about what they're dragging along with them because what they're dragging along is now the it's it's not the dominance in terms of numbers but it's absolutely the dominance in terms of the the message and 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 what those people are screaming and how loud and that is something we should all be concerned about friday Okay, so we're back to five for Friday, which I think I've missed for a week or a couple of weeks in terms of the kind of the Christmassy type of um, episodes. But we're back to five for Friday. So I'm just going to hit you with five things, a few seconds each that have come about this week that I just think are not worthy of a a five minute rant or a five minute dialogue or a five minute exposition, but are worthy of a a, a quick nod. Um, First one, cottage pie. I'm not suggesting that cottage pie is worthy of a nod. You, I could do five minutes on cottage pie. I could probably do an episode on cottage pie. The thing with cottage pie was I didn't know the. Di- I know the difference between cottage pie and shepherd's pie. And for any of those who any of those who live outside the country, I'll try and explain. But basically, um, cottage pie was uh, is now um, minced beef with a mashed potato topping, and you you cook everything separately, and then it goes in the oven, and and it, and it comes out. So it's like a minced beef with a gravy and maybe other bits of vegetables, and then it's and then it's a mashed potato topping, um, and that's cottage pie. Now shepherd's pie is essentially exactly the same thing, other than it has lamb's mince as opposed to beef mince, and that in 2021 that is the difference between cottage pie and um, and shepherd's pie. Now. I get why you would call it shepherd's pie. I get the link between shepherds and lambs. I get that one. Um, far easier than cryptocurrency, that one. I get that. Um, but I never, I didn't get why beef mince is cottage pie. And the, and the reality is it isn't. It, it isn't at all. So we've started to call it that. But cottage pie was the original name for this dish with any form of meat and with a mashed potato top. And then shepherd's pie became a differentiated version and cottage pie then became beef mince simply because i guess there didn't then become any other variant so we weren't cooking it with other 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 you know mixes of of meat in there so cottage pie was the original 
Shepherd's Pie became the lamb's version. Cottage Pie by default, default becomes minced beef because that's what we're left with and that's the difference between the two. So there is no reason or link to Cottage Pie being something to do with beef whatsoever. It's just a happy accident. I didn't know that. I thought I'd share it. Found it out today. Second thing, staged two. I raved on in a previous episode about stage, this this Zoom-based um, show that uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant have done, and it's absolutely wonderful. Stage 2 is available. I watched the first episode today. I absolutely howled at it. It was 15 minutes. Um, I'm hoping it carries on the same vein, because if it is, it's going to be equally as good as Stage 1. If you haven't watched Stage 1 yet, watch it. I think it's an hour and a half's worth of viewing. Uh, I think it's six episodes, 15 minutes each. It's fantastic. And stage two is already there. So you've got the treat of staged and then you've got stage two as well, which is which is great. So that's had a bit of today and it's just absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I'm over the moon with the reaction to some absolute garbage that Gavin Williamson came out with. And Gavin's, Gavin Williamson is perfectly capable. There's another member of the cabinet who's perfectly capable of coming out with garbage. He'd said through the week that if you had a problem with schools, you should complain to Ofsted in terms of what they were doing for lockdown and what have you. Because let's face it, that's what we want at the moment. We want more people you know, complaining about teachers who up until the day before the kids went back to school were being told to prepare for mass testing and yet in the flip were then being told to actually start sorting out remote learning. So don't get me started on the education department and Gavin Millionsome and the fact he's an absolute clown, but the fact he chose this week to say if you're having a problem with schools then then you know get on to Ofsted what i love is the fact there's a great story out there today which is that Ofsted have been inundated with parents praising schools and i think that's absolutely amazing over 5000 messages to Ofsted saying how great individual schools are and i echo that because the schools that both my kids go to have been absolutely fantastic this week and i think we need to be standing up and saying that out loud because it's it's just a wonderful thing, and those five thousand those five thousand people have done that. All power to you because that is a wonderful, wonderful news story to, and a wonderful story to carry into the weekend. So, you know, and 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 over the weekend, I'm going to do exactly the same thing because I think it's wonderful. Um, Cobra Kai. I'm going to go back onto content again. Cobra Kai Series 3, I've binged it through the week in the odd times that I've had because once Cobra Kai comes on, I can't not watch it. I've mentioned it in the past. It's the extension of the Karate Kid story with a 30-year gap with all the original characters and all the original actors. And we've had another situation in Cobra Kai 3 where we've had three or four, or four people in the, from the original movies featuring back in the, in the follow-on story. It is trashy nonsense and it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So if you need something for January to get you through, stage is there and it's hilarious. And if you just want, if you just want something that's just... just unbelievably trashy and great Cobra Kai is fantastic really really fantastic it takes itself a little bit too seriously but you can't help but be dragged along and swept along by how wonderful it is so Cobra Kai is back and it's amazing and finally in Five for Friday and I've realised I talk quickly when I do this section far quicker than I normally do finally in Five for Friday 
it was something I heard on Radio 4 this week and it, and they were talking about what people had used to get them through lockdown and rituals or routines or things that people had had that had gotten through lockdown and there was a 92 year old lady and I can't remember what she was called and she said that she'd 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 put a uh, a routine into her day that had become a special part of her day and that was absolutely the thing that had got her through lockdown and she basically said look at 5:30 I light a candle and then the next thing I do is I chop the lemon and when I've chopped the lemon I drop it in the glass and then into the glass I drop two not three two chunks of ice and then a good measure of gin and then that wonderful sound as the top comes off the tonic bottle and I put a decent measure of tonic on top I sit back I look at my candle and I drink and if there's we just don't need anything more than that and if that if 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 you know, if there's a 92-year-old out there that's saying that that's the way you get through lockdown, then let's face it, that's the way you get through lockdown. Hard liquor and plenty of it. Um, it's been a weird week. It's been a full week. There's been a lot to concern ourselves with. There's also possibly a lot of positives in the fact that what's unraveling in the US may well do huge amount of damage to the Trump project and, and potentially people who might want to mimic the Trump project. So here's hoping that is all falling apart and unraveling. And yes, it feels very real at the moment, but I think the long term implications possibly are quite good for those of us who think that, you know, that that particular example and the way it's being replicated around the globe are an absolute disaster. So here's hoping we finish we, we finish well on the back of that. Stay safe. Um, we're counting the weeks down. Stay safe and I'll speak to you all next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.